When someone takes on too much money, they can sometimes grow in the wrong ways. We were really able to take our time to understand which parts were worth growing, to take our time because sometimes it can take years for that answer to come out. Hello and welcome to the Solar Maverick podcast, where solar meets entrepreneurship and experience. I'm your host, Benoit Thangen, so let's get into it. Hi, this is Benoit, your host of the Solar Maverick podcast. I'm excited to have my host, Tiffany Fan. She's the CEO and founder of Mogul. And I'm excited because you're actually our first interviewee or person that we interviewed who's actually not in the solar industry. And our podcast is about solar and entrepreneurship. And it would be great to kind of learn your story and also suggestions and advice and tips that you have. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast, Tiffany. I'm so excited to be here as well, Benoit. Thanks so much for having me. I can't wait to have a great conversation together. Definitely. And if you're not familiar with Mogul, Mogul is a global platform reaching millions of women across 196 countries and 30,470 cities, disrupting the $30 billion productivity technology market. Mogul is enabling users worldwide to achieve their goals and realize their full potential. Actually, Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook basically said Mogul was the number one millennial platform. And Tiffany was named one of the Forbes under 30 in media. She was previously director of business development at CBS, and she handled strategic initiatives partnerships for more than 150 digital properties for CBS TV and radio. And then she also worked as well for HBO, Credit Suisse, and Goldman Sachs. I know you had two to three other side hustles where you produce films. You're also working as well, I remember, with Beijing in a movie initiative. So it's really exciting to have you on the podcast. I thought it was actually really interesting as well. I listened to the Entrepreneurista podcast, and you were inspired by the TV show Gilmore Girls to go to Yale University, which I didn't know. And then you're also the youngest graduate student at Harvard MBA after seeing Legally Blonde, which <laughs> I had no idea until listening to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. And Benoit has the greatest memory, though, despite what he's saying. It's <laughs> insane, your memory. It's amazing. And absolutely, I did get inspired to attend Yale and Harvard Business School from watching movies. As an immigrant here in the U.S., I couldn't help but be influenced by movies because that's how I ended up learning English when I was younger. I watched movies and watched TV shows, listened to the radio, and soon I would have been listening to podcasts that I've been at this time growing up. <laughs> but ultimately, that was how I learned how to speak English at that time, and I never forgot that experience. And throughout the rest of my life, it was always movies that continued to help me understand better the world and thereafter, as a result, better shape my life to help impact the world, too. Definitely. That's pretty amazing. And can you talk more about Mogul? Obviously, I gave the high-level two-sentence description, mm -hmm. but it's pretty amazing the impact that Mogul is having. Can you talk about in more detail what Mogul does and what the platform enables? Yeah, absolutely. So Mogul is one of the largest platforms for women worldwide, as you mentioned, enabling millions of women around the world to ultimately reach their goals and realize their full potential, thus enabling all of the world to reach its full potential, and that's our full vision. And we do so through a set of incredible resources for this amazing talent to become the best talent they can be. First, our app, of course. You can go on to Mogul app on the App Store and find this incredible resource for becoming a Mogul as an app. Then our web and mobile web platform, our email channels, social channels, our books, You're a Mogul and Girl Mogul, and then our events, which includes Mogul X, our annual conference, now one of the largest conferences for women in the world. 
And so we have this incredible set of resources for amazing talent to become that incredible talent, the most incredible talent they can be. However, we are a B2B software company, so a lot of listeners, I'm sure, will associate with this. As a B2B software company, we partner with other companies to create incredible technology that they can subsequently license in order to attract and retain and advance the talent from within our ecosystem into their workplaces as well. And as a result, increase their diverse workforce by 74.4% per year on average, and ultimately create a more equal workforce in this way, a more equal world. And so it's amazing to see the impact we're having by having incredible clients such as Amazon, IBM, Stanley Black & Decker, Western Union, Nike, and many more. Again, all across the largest and top companies around the world to enable them to increase their diverse workforce by a large percentage year over year in this way. And finally, we ultimately have a third part of Mogul, which is that we have a social impact partnership with the United Nations and other international organizations. For the dollars that we earn, we regularly provide back free educational resources to girls and women in need so that ultimately millions of women around the world can now receive free educational resources that we'd previously co-developed with the United Nations so that ultimately the most millions of women in need now receive a free education and now subsequently thereafter become users of Mogo as well, completing a virtuous circle in this way. Definitely. That's pretty amazing what impact Mogul is having. Can you talk about what inspired you to start Mogul? Absolutely. <laughs> And definitely, it's a story that I think will surprise others, knowing that despite all the big impact that Mogul is having now, it all started initially with one person, my grandmother. She was just a big inspiration for me, such a role model, such an amazing maverick of her time. She ran newspapers across Asia. She ran other businesses that always ultimately provided others in need with information and opportunities. And I just looked up to her so much growing up. I wanted to be just like her. She raised my father to also like her, believe in women and support them. And as a result, my father raised me to be just like her. And so I actually, because of various circumstances, because of the war and more, I ended up growing up in Paris, France. So grew up there. I was born there, grew up in Paris. And then my parents always worried about me because I was minority. They worried that I wouldn't have opportunities like those around me. Sure. So by Age 10, they had been going to the movie theaters, watching movies over and over again from America, black and white films, and subsequently, of course, fallen in love with America. And as a result, thought to themselves, what if we moved there for our children where they could have more opportunities? By age 10, they did that. And so they moved us from Paris, France, to Plano, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a huge adjustment, I'm sure. It was a huge adjustment. And I think I didn't quite know what was going on. I was confused. Yes. But I tried to find my footing. How? By, again, watching TV shows like Friends and I Love Lucy <laughs> and listening to the radio, Delilah and KVAL oh, love, love songs. Yeah, yes. you do? <laughs> I do, too. And so I loved absorbing everything around me, the world around me, in order to learn how to speak English. It was even more powerful for me, in fact, than even the classroom itself. And so by age 14, this was the way in which I learned. But then my whole life at that time, my whole world shattered in one day when my biggest role model in life, my one role model that I looked up to so much, I wanted to be so much like my grandmother, ended up unexpectedly passing away young. And that day that she passed away, I made a promise that day to her that I would do everything I could to follow in her footsteps. 
And I was going to dedicate my life to towards providing others in need with information and opportunities just like her. Yes. No matter what. Definitely. That's an amazing story. And I'm sure she's proud of what you've accomplished in a really short period of time with Mogul and taking all your different experiences, really, and then creating this company. So it's pretty amazing to hear, yes. And you mentioned about the two books that you wrote, Girl Mogul and You're a Mogul, which what interested me when I read You're a Mogul was how very transparent you were about your life experiences and then also providing suggestions from your experiences, from what you learned. What motivated you to write this book? Obviously, you talk about a lot more detail about your grandmother and your family in the book itself. Can you talk, what made you the impetus to actually write? Now it's two books in a very short period of time. Well, what happened was that from time to time, I would have the wonderful opportunity to be invited to different events where I would be asked to share my story. And typically, I would cut down my story to just a few minutes, but it was always enough to stir the crowd and have them all come up to me one by one and share afterwards that my story, whatever little tidbits I'd shared, had suddenly changed their lives. And it was enough to become a pattern whereby I started to notice every single time I shared my story, the few minutes I would share, people would tell me that had changed their life. So over time, I started to collect all the little tidbits I was sharing along the way until it became a lot of tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually, then then I started to pull it all together into what is now Your Mogul and Girl Mogul, a book filled with mistakes that I made along the way, lessons I learned, all very transparent about those mistakes because ultimately I hope that everyone learns from those mistakes and those lessons so that they can become moguls themselves and learn from those right away to become accelerated personally, professionally today. Definitely. That's really helpful. And it's interesting you mentioned the mogul as well app, which is relatively recent. I've been using the app and it's pretty interesting and really very user-friendly. And I love like the morning and evening rituals and seeing if you hit your goals. Like what made you as well then kind of take, it seems like you took, this was like the next generation. You have obviously the website, the event, obviously Mogul X, then the books, and it just seemed like a natural progression to kind of create that app. Is that, can you tell like how that kind of happened? Also more information as well on the app for people who haven't downloaded or heard about it. Yeah, absolutely. If you think about every part of Mogul, our app, our web and mobile web platform, our email channels, social channels, books, and events, they all lead towards hopefully growing whoever is interacting with each of these resources to become their best selves, really honing in on their individual self to be the best that they can be, and then ultimately then providing them with the community to achieve whatever it is that they wish to achieve. And then most likely what they wish to achieve is career-oriented. So then giving them the opportunity to achieve that career by then providing them the job opportunities from our partners. So ultimately every aspect of our ecosystem that we created lent towards this goal. But ultimately, when I ended up writing You Are Mogul and Girl Mogul, I started to realize that the chapters that most resonated with our users were definitely, of course, on the mentorship side, the collaboration and community side, and of course, the jobs that I had taken on and how they could do the same. But actually, it all started back with the core. And those were the chapters that extremely resonated with so many of our readers. And that was how, at the core, 
I always started out with me being able to schedule myself in a way that led to less stress and success. And in fact, that was the chapter title, How to Schedule Your Way to Less <laughs> yes. Stress and Success. And it was in both books, Your Mogul and Girl Mogul, and just resonated so much because I actually taught how over the course of 15 years of research and development, I created a system for becoming extremely efficient and productive by Having all your meetings, of course, but then outlining all your to-dos that you must do throughout the day, as well as your goals and breaking those further down as well into smaller milestones that are more achievable on a day-to-day level. And then taking all those to-dos and those smaller milestones and subsequently then planning them out throughout your day so that every day you could achieve everything that you wished for for that day. And so when you do that, and then you subsequently have a community supporting you on such to-dos and goals, and then, by the way, your job opportunities, which are typically your goals, are then present for you to then apply to and ultimately then enable you again to continue to grow, then it became the perfect three-part system to enable you to become a mogul. So that's how it all organically occurred. Ultimately, as Cheryl Sandberg has said about mogul, we always listen to our users. We listen to our customers. We organically grew what we knew they needed and they wanted. And ultimately, now it's become a cohesive set of resources Mm -hmm. that accomplishes these three parts all in one across every part of the ecosystem we have. Sure. It's amazing. If you haven't checked out the mobile app, definitely download it. And even for me, it's been kind of helpful to see and kind of organize that thought. And I remember you were mentioning you used to use like the Franklin McCovey planner and it's this is just taking it to basically another level, but then also your lessons learned as well. Absolutely. Franklin Covey, I loved growing (laughs) up. I don't know if any of your listeners are familiar with the store, but I definitely was. It was my favorite store every single year. I had a tradition in the summer. I would have completed my agenda from the last year. So every summer, it was like my step towards success. I knew that I would be successful because I would then, like at age 12, go to (laughs) this store, Frank and Kobe, at the mall. And I would have put away my last year's agenda and get to select a new agenda, usually with a different cover, sometimes with like sea animals, sometimes with like (laughs) different forest animals. And then inside... That's when the magic happened. I would literally write out all of my goals for all throughout the year. I would pre-plan anything possible that I could pre-plan. And then, of course, as the year went by and every single week went by, then throughout that same week, I would always have written out all of my meetings throughout that week and all the things I needed to accomplish and have broken it out so that it was all pre-planned. Like if I had 10 chapters I had to read on X assignment by Friday, I would have read two chapters every single day leading up to it, five days throughout so that ultimately two chapters in five days I was completed I was completing the 10 chapters at that time so that's how I operated since I was a young person and over the course of years of research was able to develop out that best system so now ultimately yes the app is a much more advanced automated version of that paper agenda from Franklin Covey years later it's now in everyone's hands to be able to use and become their best selves yeah that's amazing I mean as far as like the value that with that app that you've created for your users it's just amazing to me and exciting news is that also listeners today will get a 
great sneak peek. I'm not supposed to reveal it otherwise, sure. but on October 15th, there will be a refresh across the ecosystem, across our app, across our web and mobile platform to unify it all oh, so as to amazing. be cohesive across every part of our ecosystem so that you can access all your to-dos, all your goals, no matter which channel you're on, across our web, mobile web, or the app. And you should see everything consolidated into one. And it's going to be an amazing experience. Our product team is actively working towards this incredible innovation being pushed out across all channels. That's amazing. I can't wait to check that out in a very short time. I'm really excited. That's amazing Thank to you. kind of hear the progress. I'm sure there was a lot of work involved in that. Absolutely. Which is great to hear. It's interesting. You talked about productivity. Can you talk about other suggestions you have just really high level as far as like how you're more productive? You talked about a couple of things, but it might be helpful as well. For, this podcast is about entrepreneurship. Obviously, productivity is extremely important. Actually, I think this will be interesting as well for the listeners. So Tiffany and I met, I can't believe it was like back in 2012. Wow. We were both in an accelerator called Startup Leadership Program, which is basically an entrepreneurship accelerator. It's like a year-long course. We technically, I guess, graduated 2013 now. I can't believe it's already 2019. But <laughs> one thing that amazed me was your productivity. Like you just seem so efficient. I would be observing <laughs> and you're able to like do a lot of things at the same time. Like I could tell you're very focused like on that one task, but then you would be able to move very quickly to the next one and you're able to maximize your time. So I'm always curious, just from my perspective, because I was thinking like Tiffany compared to everyone else in the class who everyone, by the way, in that class was pretty amazing and talented and smart in their own way. But it would be really great to maybe like talk about more about some of the things that make you focused on productivity. That would be really helpful if you yeah. go into more detail about some other things. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful compliment. You totally made my day. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to admit that there are three main strategies I use to stay extremely productive, and I'm very excited to share these secret strategies. One is, of course, one that I very much adore, which is at night, always looking at my day ahead and visualizing visualizing the day ahead and already actually literally putting myself into that meeting that I'm supposed to have, like literally yes, seeing definitely. myself in my head in that meeting and trying to understand what that goal of that meeting is and already seeing its outcome as a success. So I literally think about every single meeting or to-do that I have the next day and I envision it at its most successful state. I got that investment. I got that partnership. I got that reporter to love mogul. I got that audience to love mogul. I got those users to love our app. And every part of the day, what is it that I was hoping to accomplish within that one moment? And I visualize it. And the next thing that I do is I time block. So all throughout a day, I typically try to block out different of the same things all at the same time frame. Batching, right? Batching. Yes. So that ultimately maybe I'm, for example, catching up with a number of friends all within the span of three hours back to back to back to back. I'm answering emails during this block. I'm meeting across all teams, different teams throughout Mogul across the same next three hours back to back to back to back. And then final key thing is staying present in the moment and over-delivering on that moment. In any moment that I'm in, I'm concerned on over-delivering on that moment alone. Sure. I do not think back about that past moment. I do not think about what's going to happen next. Definitely. I'm literally like 
I'm going to have the most incredible conversation with Benoit right now, and that's all I'm thinking about at this moment. So it's extremely key that you visualize, you time block, and you stay present in the moment. Don't think back, don't think ahead, stay present in the moment and over-deliver. Yeah, definitely. That's great advice. You know, what was interesting to me is the night before doing visualization and then thinking a positive result that's going to happen for the next day of meetings. I think that's so huge. And even obviously, I'm a successful entrepreneur. I always am learning and it's just amazing to kind of hear that. And as well, being present, which I think is a huge thing today because with all devices and things, people are very distracted, probably more distracted than ever. There's obviously positives with all this technology, but people do get distracted, which is interesting to me because this actually transitions perfectly to the next question. We're both huge Dale Carnegie fans. The biggest book that had an impact on me was How to Stop Worrying, Start Living by Dale Carnegie. And my dad actually gave it to me when I was 17 years old because I had the school of actually running Division One track on a track wow. scholarship. Amazing. And then I got a serious knee injury where that basically, I didn't have that opportunity anymore. But that book really like helped me as far as setting up myself for success. I mean, I grew and learned a lot. And it's interesting because he talks constantly about the present moment. And actually in the Solar Maverick podcast, we do talk about different books that actually help us. Can you talk about some of the things that you've learned from Dale Carnegie? I've heard you mention it in obviously the book, You Are Mogul as well. And then you mentioned it a little bit on the entrepreneurista, except the worst that could possibly happen and then move forward, which I thought was interesting because that's something that I always say in my head all the time. So from these things, by the way, I've read the book maybe over a hundred times and I still kind of reread certain aspects. It's amazing to me that book was written so long ago, maybe what, 1920s or 30s, but these still lifelong lessons apply today. Absolutely. I'm actually getting chills as we're talking about this because it is such a powerful book and such an amazing resource that influenced me and perhaps shaped me more than any other book throughout the rest of my life. Because I was listening to those audiobooks by Kent Dale Carnegie when I was yes. 10 years old as another way of learning English. I was, as a result, being shaped by his lessons early on on how not to stress and why now, as a result, 20 plus years later, I'm now known as an extremely calm leader. If you talk to my team or talk to others that we interact with at Mogul, I'm known as that. And it's all thanks to Dale Carnegie. Ultimately, some of the best lessons he ever taught me were to ultimately, if you're ever stressed in a moment, Think about that moment and think about if five years from now, that moment is so important that it is worth that stress, that that moment is so important, it's going to change the course of your life. Five years from now, it's so important. And the answer is almost always no. No, yes. <laughs> and so for that reason, you can work backwards and like take a deep breath and let go of that stress and move forward. And I used to actually recite that when I was younger to myself, when I started to feel a little bit of stress, I'd be like, is this moment so important that I need to be so stressed out right now that five years from now, it's going to be so important to my life? And the answer is always no. And I would repeat that moment and that philosophy to myself throughout college. I remember literally saying it out loud to the point where then it became an internalized philosophy. I no longer needed to say it out loud thereafter into my 20s and onwards. Now, I just 
know it. I feel it. I don't need to feel stressed. And so in every single moment, I'm able to accept that and just perform in that moment and over deliver. Of course, I'm also hyper prepared for any moment usually. So that sure. also helps with the stress <laughs> since I've shared, you know, the visualization exercise and the yes. planning exercise and blocking. But Dale Carnegie's tip forever shaped me to be who I am, regardless of these extra strategies. And what I'll share too is that's definitely how I felt all throughout my life. And it was only further reinforced when I was about a few years ago reading a magazine article about Warren Buffett in which he shared that the best personal investment that he ever made in his life was actually paying for in-person Dale Carnegie yes, class. Yes. Yeah. So after I read that, I was like, okay, I wasn't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's amazing to me because I actually have parts of the book summarized and I, I read it sometimes, but it's still so familiar. And actually, like the other part of the Dale Carnegie book too was the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I could change and the serenity to know the difference. And that was another big one that like helped me a lot as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Dale Carnegie in every single way is just such an incredible teacher and mentor. Long after he's gone, he's still an amazing presence in my life every day. You're the next generation making an impact. And yeah. it's amazing and to now hear. millions more girls know about Dale Carnegie as <laughs> <Yes>. a <laughs> <the> result. <laughs> Which is amazing. And he also has uh, How to Influence Friends and, and Influence, influence People. people. Well, yeah. That book specifically really got my attention. And it's just interesting to find out that you're really into that book as well. Yeah, absolutely. How do you find like obviously moguls growing extremely quickly you're obviously helping other companies finding great talent how do you find great talent how do you keep your employees engaged for me someone who has their own company i'm always people are a very important aspect of it so it'd be great to get your perspective because this is something obviously that you have to think about and manage. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I do so in two ways. First, finding talent. There's so many answers to that question. First, you start at the top. You think about your core values at the very top. What is your vision for your organization? What is your mission? And ultimately, what are the core values that you wish to be the shaping factors of your culture, which contribute to that mission and vision? And so for Mogul, we wanted kindness. That is extremely important to our organization because it helps us bring in the right talent for executing on this mission and vision of unlocking the world's potential. Kindness was extremely important. Moguls who take action are extremely important, not just those who say, but those who do. And then subsequently, those who do together. Moguls move together, in other words, is our third core value. A team that is unified in its vision in helping others. And finally, a team that wishes to build together by giving, receiving feedback is a final core value. And one that especially shares that we believe in receiving and giving positive, negative feedback, ultimately for constructing something even better and, and bigger. And so all of these amazing core values is how we help determine then who are the right fits for us, our talent that we then subsequently have the opportunity to hire for. So that is our first filter is on the personality level. But then subsequently, of course, we're only looking at extremely skilled talent. So we have to determine for every single role, what are the true skill sets that they either need to already have or that they're looking to further develop and that they can, because of their hustling personality, because they're a learner, develop indeed during the course of that role. So that is then the second 
that we look for. And so we have a pretty standardized system by this time, one that is replicatory, that is ultimately parallel to what we share other companies should do, given that this is actually a core model as well to help other partners do this as well. And what we do is we do build our employer brand at the very top to reflect 360 what we stand for. It did take already that exercise that I already shared to be able to know what even to communicate to our users about our mission, our vision, our culture, the kind of talent we wish to have and support, and then our subsequent benefits, which ultimately, again, continue to attract that kind of talent that we're looking for. And then ultimately, from there, more about the company from our latest innovations, tech stories, people stories, and then those job opportunities. By building out your brand across other platforms in this way, you're going to attract the right talent because talent today is different than talent has ever been before in previous generations. Talent today, millennials, Gen Z, look at a company to really understand what is its social impact? What are they doing in terms of diversity and inclusion? What are they doing in terms of work-life integration and learning and development? They care so much about these four and more aspects that that's ultimately how a company, therefore, can find its future talent and its future consumer because now the next generation uses this information to determine whether they want to work at a company and whether they want to shop there even as well. Interesting. So, yeah, so HR now has become the most strategic department within an organization as now they determine that future talent, which is the future consumer, which therefore impacts the bottom line ROI. So we help companies on this front, and as a result, we help ourselves on this front by shaping the story at the very top of the funnel and then that leads to then the right applicants, which leads Definitely. to the right diverse offers. And so that's what I recommend to those listening is to build up at the very top communication, storytelling, sharing 360 authentically what you stand for, and leading it then down to the very bottom at the funnel with the right diverse offers being made to the right talent. That's really amazing insights. And companies are all about the people. And it's just interesting to kind of hear how millennials and Generation Z look at where they're going to work and how you, kind of with transparency, have created a way of finding the talent that wants to obviously be there. And it's interesting as well, obviously saying kindness is first is a huge part of any... You don't hear companies say that, so it's amazing that you're doing that because I totally agree with that. That's an important part of the culture of my company, so it's interesting yeah, to absolutely. hear you say that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it can be surprising when a company cares so much about that being the first filter. But for us, definitely, it's circumvented issues. It's enabled us to not have such issues, in fact, throughout the organization that I've seen a number of peers and friends suffer from within their own organizations because they had to grow so fast and they necessarily didn't have the opportunity as a result to think through what kind of personality type they wanted within the organization. And then as a result, they are in a position whereby they are suffering every day because all of a sudden the organization got out of hand and sure. it led to issues, it led to culture issues, toxicity, et cetera, mm -hmm. and more. So Mogul has been able to move past that and not have that occur within the company thanks to this meticulous focus on this key factor. Definitely, that's very helpful. I'm going to actually transition to another interesting thing was that you talked about how you bootstrapped the company instead of taking VC money when you initially started, which is extremely interesting to me because obviously most tech 
companies use VC money initially. Can you talk about why you did that, which is, I think, different and unique in the tech industry? Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're a fan of this as well, having good stuff yourself. But as a result, I think we both understand the fact that when someone takes on too much money, they can sometimes grow in the wrong ways. And in fact, I believe that if we had taken on too much money or any money at the very beginning, we would have likely grown the wrong way too because we would have overhired into the wrong areas that years later evolved into the wrong part of the business to have grown. So I'm very grateful that we did what we did because as a result, we were really able to take our time to understand which parts were worth growing and to take our time because sometimes it can take years for that answer to come out. Sometimes it can take years to understand that you are best positioned to be the ones killing it in this area, but not this area. Or sometimes it wasn't even that that was in question. It was that the industry that you were potentially going to enter was about to unfold and unravel and as a result didn't grow into those areas because we took the years to discover where we were best at and which industries were best for us to grow into and then once we found the answer by then our business model had matured our community had continued to deepen our partnerships had continued to grow and we were in an incredible position to now take the capital to now be able to now really explode in the right areas for us and the world yeah i mean that's huge it's interesting because i read a book that's called the power of broke by damon john who's on shark tank and he talked about <laughs> bootstrapping allows you to figure out what works and what doesn't work because obviously clients or whether the business is profitable or not is the ultimate decision maker. And if you're so confident in your business, then why not take debt instead of VC money? So it's interesting. That was just kind of his perspective. I think if you're bootstrapping, it's more challenging, but I feel like you figure things out quicker, what works, what doesn't work, especially when it's your business and your money and invested in it. So it's interesting. Absolutely. And I think when you're bootstrapping, you're actually trying to figure out how to build a true legitimate business. business yes. Whereas with VC money, that can happen. But obviously, you also get oftentimes potentially in a position whereby you are fine with creating a loss and being at a loss for a very long time and then suddenly becoming reliant on this money to survive. And that's a dangerous position to be in. Definitely. And then obviously it becomes too about exits, right? Yeah. When do you think you could actually monetize that? And when can there be an exit? That's the pressure that the founders of that company have to deal with and not maybe the economics of whether the business makes sense or not. Absolutely. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so it's been great to see that the startup ecosystem has evolved so that a lot of founders now are very aware of the dangers of too much capital up front and therefore the glory of bootstrapping until it's time to either raise the capital or not. But as a result, I've seen a celebration of not unicorns, but zebras instead, (laughs) mission-oriented enterprises that still generate incredible value and returns and ultimately are growing at the pace of that of a unicorn, but necessarily aren't doing so through outside capital. And so anyways, I've seen a lot of the ecosystem evolve towards that kind of growth. And it's been amazing to see. Yeah, that's really exciting. And then obviously, you've raised money with the pretty prominent like investor base. How did you go through that process? How did you determine who would be an investor or not? It would be interesting to get your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And I think ultimately, we were in a position whereby Mogul has so many incredible partners and users that subsequently as a result of that 
led to incredible inbound momentum and word of mouth on investment. Many of our clients, corporations, are in fact investors of Mogul. And by many, I mean a handful. But (laughs) (laughs) But Hearst Corporation and more are incredible investors in Mogul, have been longtime clients, had a relationship with us, continue to see such success that as a result, they invested too. And many of our own incredible user base includes some of the most prominent people in the world, from the most senior level women to the most incredible founders themselves who are a part of mogul ecosystem and leveraging us. And as a result, would sometimes all of a sudden share their ongoing interest in collaborating. And then as the round opened, all of a sudden, as we said yes to Hearst to invest and more investors came in, then it became the perfect opportunity for these incredible mogul users who are founders and prominent figures and investors to come on board as well. So it all shaped up very well in this way. And along the way, I had the reservations because I was not pattern matching with their typical founder. I was female, minority, young, ultimately with therefore three X's against me. But I always had, of course, Mogul to truly back me up. It was the metrics behind Mogul that if ever there was a bias helped me to overcome that bias. Even as it was largely inbound, there's always various due diligence along the way. And so it's been amazing to like have all of that information without needing from me to sell my story or anything of the sort, but instead have Mogul speak for itself. So that's ultimately how Mogul raised its round. And we're very lucky to count Vinoy as an incredible <laughs> investor in Mogul. Yeah, it's been exciting to now be able to leverage the expertise of our investors for further growth. Thank you, Tiffany, for the opportunity. You know, I was surprised when you asked me, but I was excited about the opportunity. You didn't really have to really sell me on it because I've known you for a long time and was really impressed when we knew each other, when we we're actually in class together, and then just to kind of see the development of what you've been able to do. And then I was at the Mogul X conference last year, and then I read your book, and then I just stopped by at Word Cafe in Jersey City for a book speaking event. So it's been amazing for me to see. And what I love, and I know some of the listeners know that I invest in a lot of different businesses, but I learn with working with talented entrepreneurs. And then there's always like synergies that we find along the way. So thank you for the opportunity. And it's been amazing from my perspective to see. I think at the time when you were in startup leadership program, you were at CBS, and then to see in six to seven short years what Mogul's been able to do and how you've been able to guide the company. So it's been amazing to see and congratulations on all your success and continued success. Thank you so much. Definitely a huge honor to be collaborating with you. And Absolutely. It has been such a journey. I can't believe it was just a few years ago we were sitting in the class dreaming of what's ahead. And (laughs) here we are now having built businesses of our dreams together and ultimately more collaboration to come. Yeah. And both businesses that are for impact, obviously social impact. I'm passionate about renewable energy and sustainability and the opportunity that you're creating for women all over the world. And it's just amazing for me to see as an outsider. So yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I think it's been such a dream to be able to build a business that is ultimately creating further impact across a mission in every way possible, 360, in every way inside the company and outside the company. And I think that's what's so great about building something that's mission-oriented, that has a social impact, is that you can know that every little task that you do 
is for greater good. Definitely. And that's huge. And it makes it a lot easier when you're doing something that you're passionate about, that you're making a difference. And that's great. You could hear your passion when you talk about it on this interview. So, (laughs) (laughs) You talked about Mogul X. It's actually coming up. It's here in a few weeks. Can you talk more about the Mogul X conference if the listeners are not familiar? Yeah, absolutely. You should definitely come to Mogul X. It is (laughs) such an incredible, life-changing experience. There are just so many amazing men and women both attending Mogul Legs and really becoming their best selves, best talent possible as they ultimately enter what is a modern growth experience. By that, I mean that there are different classrooms all around this Mogul X setting, different classrooms that are, in fact, immersive experiences. You walk into the finance classroom, for example, and there are dollar bills all around you, dollar bills that you can then take from the wall and invest in yourself. And then you walk into the health and wellness classroom and it's a jungle in there, literally trees everywhere. You can breathe again, you find your focus, your center. And every single classroom is like this as well with the relationships work and health and wellness classrooms and more travel classrooms, et cetera, all again represent immersive experiences in that topic. But then it's not even just that. You walk into each respective immersive experience, each classroom, and in fact, The most incredible CEOs and and celebrities in the world have been flown in to teach you on that subject matter. So you walk into the personal finance classroom and you're being taught by the best of the best CEOs and celebrities in the world on personal finance. Pop quiz for our listeners today. Who do you think is the queen of personal finance? If you guessed Susie Orman, that would be correct. And (laughs) ultimately, she's teaching three of the personal finance classes this year. And Again, even more incredible celebrity CEOs across the board are, again, participating and teaching on the other classrooms. For example, the chief learning officer of IBM, the chief strategy officer of Goldman Sachs, the chief people officer of the Honest Company, and in more incredible celebrities and CEOs already announced. And so, again, you walk into all these various classrooms, you learn from the very best of the best across these skill sets that are going to enable you to succeed in the workplace. And then beyond that, in the center are our recruiters who have come to actually give you job interviews and job offers on the spot. Recruiters from Amazon, from CBS, from amazing, incredible companies all around the world to ultimately be able to give you job offers and job interviews on the spot. Particularly excited for IBM, who is just preparing to just do such incredible things at Mogulax. Can't wait. It's going to change lives. So just amazing recruiters being present, giving out those job interviews, job offers on the spot. And beyond them, there are counselors as well who are the biggest experts as well across a number of various subject matters too, from personal finance themselves to also nutrition and branding and personal branding, et cetera, all these other topics that are extreme interest to our users and attendees. And so as a result, we have these counselors who are the top experts in their fields who are subsequently going to be then further coaching, giving one-on-one advice to our attendees. So a lot of exciting things happening at Mogulax. Again, one of the largest conferences for women in the world, but we do have so many incredible hundreds of men coming and women both in attendance as an all-inclusive organization and platform 
our events are such as well. So I hope everyone attends. It's amazing. You can go to onmogul.com slash mogulx to snag a ticket. I would do it today or as soon as you hear <laughs> this because ultimately the final price for tickets is at $1,200 per ticket. But if you purchase it today, you'll be getting at 10% of the price. So literally for about $149 or so, you'll be getting the ticket as opposed to $1,200 in just another two to three weeks later. Yeah, it's a really amazing experience. Definitely. And it's Saturday, September 20th. Is that correct? September 21st. In, sorry, 21st. Saturday in New York City. Great. At Knockdown Center. I was at the event last year and it was amazing. And I'm sure it seems like it's going to be a lot bigger than last year. And I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, we talked about me being a counselor. Yeah, absolutely. Event, it would be so. an honor to have you there like this yeah. as a counselor, the expert in your field. Our attendees are going to love it. Definitely. Well, this has been an amazing interview. I know I've asked you a lot of questions. Do you have any questions for me? Well, I'm sure your listeners are your rabid fans, so they know everything <laughs> that you're already doing. So if I ask you, <laughs> they'll be like, we have already heard this. Yes. But, you know, is there something that you wish you had been able to say throughout the interview? No, I mean, I think this is an amazing interview. I think you provided a lot of insights. I love your transparency. And I think our listeners would love it. What I've been surprised about the podcast is it's about solar and entrepreneurship. But it, it's amazing to me how much feedback we get that the listeners love the entrepreneurship aspects. Like I'll give suggestions or recommend books. And I think they'll love these different suggestions and advice and you talking about your life experience. So I appreciate your openness and honesty and making the time to be on the podcast. Thank you so much, Renoi. It was so much fun. Had so much fun sharing lessons and mistakes and much more. So thanks so much again for having me. It was really a big honor. Yeah, definitely. And if people want to learn more about Mogul, I know you obviously talked about the Mogul X conference. What's the best way? Obviously, you guys are pretty active on all these different platforms. Absolutely. So you can download our Mogul app on the App Store. You can go to onmogul.com slash mogulx to either experience the platform for yourself or else actually buy tickets to Mogul X. You can buy, of course, our books, You Are Mogul and Girl Mogul, for women to succeed in the workplace and become moguls themselves and or for girls in high school and college to immediately become moguls at the earliest stages of their lives themselves as well. Finally, you can follow us on social media across Facebook, Twitter, sure. LinkedIn, Instagram, <laughs> at onmogul, and or you can follow me at tfam across social channels as well at T-I-F-F-T-P-H-A-M. Great. Thank you, Tiffany. This is an amazing interview and I look forward to collaborating with you and thank you for your time today. This was really an amazing interview and I think our audience will love it. So thank you again. Thank you so much, Benoit. It was great. Great. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and leave us a five-star review. That helps us build this community, and that's what we're all about right now, building this community as big as we can to deliver as much value as we can. 